into the contest. It is Wednesday, the 6th of April. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. Now, Shane, you are taking a part-time job as an Uber driver, I understand, taking school kids all over town. Is that right? <laughs> They just love it in the morning when the school bus doesn't show up because of the rain and there's been detour, uh, detours around Clontarf. So I've just had to drive Zara all the way to Kirribilli, mate, to school. So hence why I'm a few minutes late to the show nice today, to buddy. some money for it. That's a guy, I, know, I know exactly what you do. It's, it's, it's a daily basis, isn't it? It's just like, seriously, and petrol prices are cheap, which is great. Anyway, Tiger Woods, he's making his return to the Masters. He's going to play and the crowds are absolutely massive. Kalen Ponger in those secret meetings with Wayne Bennett on the show today as well. And Matilda's winger, Hayley Russo, confident Australia can win the World Cup. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Shane, look, he only had to go to the practice range and people were everywhere. Tiger, Tiger! 46 years of age, and only 14 months ago, he had that horrific car accident where he may, he may have lost his leg, Tim. He's out on the practice range at uh, at the Masters. And look, I, I think the reason this is resonating with, particularly with people who are uh, they're going crazy watching him um, practice, is that it's very rare that you see greatness um, uh, in, in real life. And uh, look, he is one of the great sportsmen of our generation. And uh, there's a real lot of a lot of love and affection for this guy, mate. Oh, absolutely. And look, there's some press conferences and statements from him saying that he he still believes he can win this tournament. I I would find it remarkable if he makes the cut, to be honest. Yeah, look, I have to agree with that. I think, but what you will get with a champion like this is that uh, he, he may not make the cut, as you said, Tim, but he'll still play a number of shots and, and he'll pull out that Tiger magic at some stage. And uh, I think people just want to have the chance to be there and witness what greatness looks like in person. Awfully difficult time for Daniil Medvedev. Uh, he played so well in the Australian Open, uh, didn't he, uh, against Rafael Nadal before going down. And uh, look, he's facing this Wimbledon ban. He, he's got some troubles. He has, mate. I think he's been smarter, actually. He's been sort of nursing a hernia um, for the last month or so. And I think he's actually going to go and bite the bullet. And uh, as you said, he may be facing a ban from Wimbledon anyway. So he ta- might take two months off, get this hernia right. Um, hopefully this war will blow over. I don't know how quick it will, but hopefully it'll blow over in time for him to come back and uh, resume his uh, tennis career as the potential number one in the world. What about this junior game where the French bloke slapped the other guy? Michael Kumay, who's uh, only a 15-year-old, finishes the match and he just slaps his opponent across the face. It's just appalling. You know? And I think they've got to really set a, a precedent here and, um, and ban this kid for at least one or two tournaments. You can't be coming through at 15 years of age and slapping your opponent after you lose. It's just appalling behaviour. 
Absolutely unbelievable. Phenomenal mm. stuff. Now, Tommy Turbo is out, of course, so Manly um, face an uphill battle against Newcastle. They're both two and two. Uh, the Broncos are sort of jiggling around with their halves combination, and, mm. and it's going to be interesting to see uh, Kyle Flanagan come in for the Bulldogs uh, because uh, he looked like he was well and truly on the outer, but when you lose... 44 nil to yeah. Melbourne Storm and look like you could have lost 54 nil. Um, so there's some changes happening, but look, no competitions are won in April. So we'll have to watch this space with interest. Interesting with Caelan Ponga and yeah. his secret meeting with Wayne Bennett. It still looks like his future is all over the shop. Yeah, well, it's his dad who's his manager, and his dad's mm. actually staging these meetings um, and really trying to drive a bargain. Uh, there is a clause within his Knights contract whether you can um, activate that or not. Currently, the offer, I believe, is on the table with the Knights for around $1.2 million a season, which is a big number. Uh, his old man's trying to squeeze a few more bucks out of Wayne, <laughs> but uh, Wayne's pretty shrewd. But I think Wayne Bennett really needs to get Ponga up to that Dolphins as a marquee uh, signing, otherwise... Uh, it could be slim pickings after this. Yeah, it, it can become problematic when parents get involved, doesn't it, in professional mm. sport? It's not the first yep. time. We've seen it a lot in the game of tennis as well. Now, AFLW, congratulations to Emily Bates, crowned AFLW best and fairest, and her coach, uh, he's done the shoey. Craig Stasevic, he said that if Emily won uh, the, the equivalent of the Brownlow, um, that uh, he would do the shoey, and he did. He, he pulled his shoe off at the function, the black tie function, and uh, filled it up with champagne and sculled it. And, uh, yeah, you could see the smile on the, on the girls' faces. He's obviously very, very close with the girls, and, uh, yeah, to celebrate and do a shoey, um, it brought a smile to everyone's face. Yeah, all a bit of fun. And this bloke's copped a 10-year ban, and his career's ruined after that West Australian border breach. Well, this is uh, these two, Mark Babbage uh, and his friend Hayden Burbank. Um, we all know they breached the WA border um, around COVID, and they were jailed for three months. These two. Well, Mark um, Burbage is a financial planner, and he's been he's been given another ten years um, without his securities license. So. It's one hell of a, um, a a breach for him, and he's copying a, a massive, massive um, fine for this. Ten years with your career, it's, it's pretty harsh, I think. Yeah, heavy price to pay. Heavy, heavy yeah. price to pay. Stay with us because we'll be talking soccer, rugby, F1, and much more. Now, we know we've got the, the Soccer World Cup for women in Australia and New Zealand next year, uh, and it's going to be really interesting to watch, actually. And some very confident words coming out of uh, the Matildas camp. Hayley Rasso, we saw her in the Olympic Games and played so well, confident that Australia can win it. Yeah, well, isn't it good to see the girls talking so confidently? And I think the girls, from a team perspective, are really leading the way. Uh, we just saw the girls win the, um, the Cricket World Cup. Uh, and they seem there's no reason why we can't win the Soccer World Cup. I know we're sort of up against it, um, against some of the other nations who, are, I suppose, have soccer or football ingrained in their culture a lot more than we do here. But they're talking confidently and, and they believe they can win. And we all know that if you are going to win, you have to think that way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How good's a three-test series against England and the Rugby Union in the heart of winter? And I cannot wait for one of the test matches, the Wallabies versus England at the Sydney Cricket Ground. It'll be a ripper. How good would that be, Tim? So three matches, as you mentioned, Perth off the stadium, the first one, Brisbane, Suncorp, the second, and then not for 36 years have the Wallabies ever have played at the SCG. So I will definitely be out there for that one. That'll be a cracking match, and hopefully it'll be one all, and uh, they go into the SCG test match against the Poms and beat them there at the SCG, which will be a um, 
be a fantastic uh, game to watch. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Can't wait for it. No, you know, a bit of a chill in the air. Yes. And if we can beat them, it makes it even better. Now, this Formula One Grand Prix, I know lots of people going down. The numbers are still capped, but they're saying there's still be some, some record attendances. I think everyone's just uh, waiting with bated breath because they've been held back for the last couple of years with cancelled uh, um, Grand Prix. It's going to be tough for Ricardo. Yeah, it'll be very, very tough for him. And uh, like his form's not great going to this. Saying that, Tim, two years we've been waiting for an F1 Grand Prix, mm. Grand Prix in Melbourne um, as you mentioned being cancelled due to COVID um, they're fanatical uh, F1 supporters so that they will turn out in the in the huge numbers or as many as we're allowed to get on the track yeah interesting over at the NBA heading overseas and the Brooklyn Nets have made a call on when Ben Simmons will debut for his new team because it's uh, been a long time now yeah well they definitely seem to be putting their arm more around Ben Simmons uh Philly, the 76ers weren't doing this. It was sort of an us and them mentality. Um, but they're going to get him right. They said he's he's back. He's doing some light shooting, um, but he's a way off yet. So um, they'll lead him back in. But once they get him back on the court, um, that they want him to stay there for a while, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and this absurd ending, this NCAA championship final, as University of Canvas claimed, uh, Kansas rather, claimed the title. And, and for anyone that, that follows college sport of any kind, um, you understand how big this is, how big the crowds are, how enormous the TV oh. coverages are. Because even when you see docos on great players, they always have very good vision, very good pictures of when these people played as, as younger college players. Huge, huge, Timmy. And the U- University of Kansas won. Uh, they reckon it's the greatest comeback of all time in, co- in college basketball. They beat North Carolina. They were down 40 to 25 at half time, and then just ground their way back uh, to win 72-69 on the buzzer. So a huge win for the University of Kansas. Yeah, what about the wrestling now? We watch World Championship no. Wrestling or the WWE and we see it as theatre. But look, some of the some of the manoeuvres they do uh, are not particularly safe, are they? And Roman Reigns, his arm has popped out in WrestleMania mayhem um, against Brock Lesnar. It can happen. It can happen, but uh, I thought it was all staged, Tim. And I thought, imagine that. You said, you just put my bloody shoulder out, you idiot. Still pop your arm. <laughs> he's, he's popped his arm out. Yeah, he got a little bit too far. But uh, he got up and then slam dunked him and, and, and won the fight. So... Uh, Probably wasn't in the script, but uh, I tell you what, it's going to be bloody sore. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The uh, the rarest of injuries. Um, <laughs> now, to wrap it up today, Anthony Stewart, what, what a great fast bowler he was. Just emerged, didn't he? Emerged. Like he, he's a great anecdote for young people that um, should just keep going at it because he sort of debuted a little later in his career, but then went on to play and, and play for his country as well. Um, you got you got a nice cricketing Anthony Stewart story with a, a little twist? Yeah, well, definitely. Anthony Stewart, a, a good fast bowler from Newcastle, came down, sort of made his debut for New South Wales and was fast-tracked into the one-day Australian team. Mm. Um, took a hat-trick at the MCG, we all know that, yeah. and caught Mark Taylor to, for the hat-trick. Um, but we had a pre-season out at Holsworthy Army Barracks, and uh, there was a particular commando out there that wanted to engage some of us in wrestling, and Anthony Stewart never uh, wanted to take a, a backward step. Um, decided to go in and wrestle his commando. Well, the commando used his boots on the front of Anthony's shins, scraped him, and then, and then spat on him, and then tackled him, and uh, it ended up in a full-on wrestle and almost a half a chokeout put on our fast bowler. But, yeah, uh, no one else got in the ring after that. But, uh, yeah, Anthony Stewart, he, he, tell you what, he, he gave that commando a good, good old-fashioned wrestle, but, uh, yeah, you don't muck around with those guys. But, as you mentioned, a fantastic fast bowler. I don't think the commando quite read the brief, did he? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop kicking our young fast bowler, please. 
That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our wonderful sponsors. Yeah, fantastic sponsors. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back, Tim. Oh, absolutely. And our great producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.